Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome to episode 17 of the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. This is Jeff West. I hope you are having a good day, good week, good month. I know I talked about the crazy weather in the last episode here in Michigan, and it is crazy. You never know. October and March, just uh, if you blink, you'll miss it. It'll go from 80 to 50 and no time at all. So I want to review... Uh, a project I did this past week with my students in this crazy time. Now that we got done with um, our annual marching band festival and received a division one, and we watched the video performances and we listened to the adjudicators com- comments. I introduced to most all of my students in my, in my bands, the Addy instructional design model, ADDIE and an uh, acronym that stands for, Analysis, design, develop, implement, and evaluate model. And then this week, I will be introducing uh, SMART goals to help them uh, focus in a little bit more on on what they want to, what needs improving, and what they want to do and how they can do it. So I started out just generally overall looking at designing uh, kind of a plan of attack with the Addy model and the SMART goals model. Now this week, we'll get a little more uh, focused and specific, measurable, applicable, reachable, with um, attainable, with the SMART goal. I used uh, Google Slides and Google Drawings as choices for them to communicate their ideas on things that they want to uh, improve. And I I said, let's just do three to five words. So you could do one slide with all these words or three to five separate slides with the words, uh, maybe pictures that define what these are to them. And it worked really well. So I was pondering what why, what's going on here? Why did this work well compared to, say, some other uh, tech-integrated projects that I had done? Not not that they were failures, but this one seemed to really uh, get kick kick them into gear, so to speak. So um, I'm going to kind of talk through some things, and there's a lot of different things. I was looking back over my my script for this podcast, and I'm, I was thinking, boy, there's, there's, some philosophy here and there's some, you know, hard uh, um, suggestions 
for uh, for classroom integration. Um, and I guess the reason it's that way is because I'm really trying to tailor this so that you could just take it and apply it to your classroom or to your thinking. Um, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't say you need to use exactly what I'm using. You know, you can be creative with this. And that's a, that's a beauty that tech gives us is, is, uh, some creativity that we can use now to deliver content where before we were using, you know, textbooks and worksheets and, um, other methods that were pretty hard and fast. And with tech, there's, uh, I think a multiple way multiple ways of delivering content that we haven't had to us. And I know as an older teacher, this can be uncomfortable for me. Um, some people even would just as soon just tell me what it is you want me to do, how you want me to use this. But I think the the problem that creates is that we don't know your students. You know your students. What do they need? So I'm just trying to give you some ideas maybe that might apply to your classroom. So uh, as you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear about these things I just mentioned and um, maybe some ideas that that might, uh, you know, transfer into your classroom. Students acting as active critical thinkers make sense of information related to prior knowledge and use it to construct new learning. This is a quote by Dr. Lorna Earle, who introduced assessment as learning uh, to me through one of her writings of in 1970, I believe it was, and has become a focal point of my learning. Assessment as learning instead of of learning or assessment for learning, I think has been used both ways. I believe that not all assessment is a written test, and I think most of us would agree, most of us in education. In my class, most things we do are preparing for performance or the big assessment. So it's important that the students are very self-aware of their progress because the performance is the final big deal. But the preparation period leading to this big deal, to this test, this is where the meaningful learning happens. Getting students to remember and apply performance technique is a challenge in all of the groups and classes I teach. Students seem to operate on a get-through-the-day thought process. Um, and this does not increase long-term memory, or as Bloom would say, it doesn't help with synthesis and application or evaluation for that matter, because you'd have to remember what you did the day before. And high school students, I see this quite, and my high school students, I see this quite a bit, that they don't always connect the dots, no matter how brilliant of a lesson I teach. So to change this pattern of thinking, I decided to focus on reflection practices, and I incorporated the ADDI instructional design framework, and we'll be incorporating the SMART goals method of developing meaningful goals and objectives. And then I um, uh, planned on uh, using Google Drawings and slides, but I gave them a choice uh, to start the, the whole process with this trying to give them control over their learning because I know that that helps create meaningful learning. When they control it, they take it. And also, uh, um, I had thought about, you know, utilizing another application online. Um, you know, you can find any of them or PowerPoint. But um, 
one thing that I'm learning about giving freedom to the students is is that it has to be uh, there has to be some parameters. You know, creativity has to happen within parameters. If there's no per, uh, parameters, then we don't often see the creativity. And it is through this creativity that allows them to make connections. And that's why I'm talking about, uh, you know, how I control the situation, but yet I'm facilitating it. So some would say it's teacher-driven, but yet I'm also facilitating by giving them freedom. So however you want to label it, I don't care. But there it is. So I asked them to communicate their thoughts after we listened to the judges' um, comments in the areas we were adjudicated in, and we watched the video a couple of times, and I pointed out a few things, and they pointed out a few things, and we had some discussion. Then I talked to them about Addie, and that led to um, me saying, okay, now that you've thought about this process, create a slide with your three to five words that you want to focus on and give me a visual representation. I don't want a lot of words. I said, I just like one word, maybe a couple of words to, of, of why it's important, but nothing, you know, nothing verbose. Don't, not yet. We're not at that point. We're just at the uh, analysis and development stage. I guess we would be in, in the Addy uh, thinking system. So outlining, analyzing, design, develop, implement, and evaluate, or ADDIE framework for my students as a suggestion for formulating a plan of addressing the areas that need improving or for sustaining. I'm not um, trying to just show them that we don't always just focus on what we do wrong, although I find as a teacher that that, you know, that was our training, how to figure out where it is their weaknesses are and help them make them strengths. So I try to utilize the things they're doing well to show them not only they're doing them well so they don't feel totally overwhelmed, but that they can use the ways, the practices that they use to create a strength to help them with their weaknesses. I think that's really important. I don't think kids, high school kids, uh, make that connection. So um, I used Addie for centering in on improving and sustaining. I'm finding my spot. Can you tell? So I gave them a choice between slides or drawing for creating a visual representation of three to five words that represent areas that they want to improve. Three to five words. I said, don't. Not a bunch of words, just three to five words. And then now I plan on showing them how to create goals focused on those words that are a little more specific. Because really, in most cases, the words that they want to focus on or that they want to do, they're probably doing some of it correctly at a lower percentage. So we need to find where those spots are and see if we can get that applied to the larger percentage of time that they feel they're not. Because when we look at the words, and I'll be mentioning this to them, when we look at a word, for instance, such as tone, some of them had a focus on they want to uh, have a good tone or have a consistent tone. 
if they didn't have a consistent tone at all, we would not have received the Division One. We wouldn't have sounded as good. So clearly there is a evidence of a good tone someplace, sometime through the performance. Where's that at? How did it happen? What are you doing at that point? Now, what do you, you now compare the time that you're not happy that caused you to uh, decide that tone as a word that you want to focus on? Why? Why did you do that? And probably there's one or two things that they need to focus on better than they've been doing. That's where the SMART goal comes in. That's where they make it measurable and attainable. And any of the other letters in SMART. I think this will be much more uh, successful at least I'm hopeful as I looked at my students' needs that it's not so much that they need to develop their musicianship because of course they do. They're in band and that's what I'm helping them learn or they're in guitar or whatever class that I'm teaching. But it's the process, it's the thought process that there's a that disconnect between self-evaluation and reflection and then using what they've reflected upon to create a goal that they can achieve. So often when I ask my students about things, you know, what do you want to do better? And they'll just say, play. Well, yeah, of course we do, but we're not, you know, it's not all bad. So let's take a look at these things. That's what I like about the SMART goal uh, acronym. I think it's applicable, not just for us in education, but I think it's uh, uh, useful for students just in their daily uh, goal and objective development so they can improve whatever areas they need to work on. Obviously, it applies in business. That's where it was developed, and, show, and so was the Addy model. Um, but um, I'm trying to connect those things into my classes. And uh, again, this would uh, lean back, uh, sorry, uh, connect back to making it meaningful or connecting it to the real world, quote unquote. Maybe this will work for you. I think. Some of the things that we're asked to do as teachers would work for kids, and they have for me. So far, so good. But uh, I want to go back to how I was struck at how wonderful the slides and drawings were that they turned into me with their three to five words. Um, so I think some things may be happening, like students are using these tools and they're getting used to them. So we've had our Chromebooks now for over a year, uh, uh, maybe over two years for some, and they're getting used to these and they're doing more assignments, utilizing slides particularly is what I uh, got, but I did get some Google drawings. Um, my modeling is starting to work and pay off. Uh, for the past couple of years, I have been making a real strong attempt to make sure I'm modeling proper use of technology and and in a lot of different areas. And lastly, I think students are finding meaning in what I'm teaching. I don't think they weren't finding meaning before. I just think they're seeing more now. I think it's enhanced. I think it's better. I think it's because I connect my ideas to real life. And I think it's because they want to be good. And they see the value in being good. And they see the value in what we're doing and my methodology because I give them freedom to learn, but I also have that discussion and I reflect and we uh, model for each other. 
So we're modeling things, we're reflecting, we're connecting. Those would be three words that I can say. I know I said a lot of things and talked about some general overall, overall philosophies, but modeling, connecting, reflecting, in whatever order you want to say them in. I think also enjoying what I do and giving students more freedom to explore is also starting to pay off. They're controlling their learning. And while my students do slip back into that drone that is waiting to be told what to do and what time is lunch and when school over, I, I have developed a few questions or suggestions of things that they can do or should do. And it seems to be working a little quicker and they seem to get back into uh, being the runners of the classroom, being the drivers. Why did the slides and drawings go so well? I think it's all these things I just talked about. I think the biggest takeaway for me is the patient and persistent focus on the student needs, which were the goal setting techniques and reflect, reflection practices in this case, and modeling the use of the techniques. I take and give an example using both the Addy and the SMART goals of things that I do as a teacher, and I try to use things in my daily life to show them that they can that they can uh, connect with, communicate, um, understand, I guess, comprehend. Lesson planning is not always a real good example to use, but often I will choose, say, something about getting dressed each day and I'm going to analyze what I wore yesterday and did I like that? Did they like that? I'm going to implement it after going through the design and development. So keep considering ways that tech can enhance learning and evaluating the needs of your students. Give them examples of meaningful tech use and chances to emulate that use. It takes a little time. It really does. But it's well worth it. It is well worth it now that I see a bulk of my students really grabbing onto this uh, use and creativity and communication. Uh, I see it, I'm seeing it in larger numbers where before I saw it, you know, last year it was, I did see it in pockets, but now I'm seeing it in much broader, a much broader application and use. Persistence and patience. The tech treat for the week is pdfcandy.com. And a shout out to the EdTech Takeout podcast for telling me about this. This is pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So you can search PDF Candy or you can go to pdfcandy.com and you will see 39 ways to work with PDFs. Merge, crop, fill it out convert it. There are more, 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 many, and many, many more. So if you work with a lot of PDFs, like I do, just about every form that I receive uh, for any festival is in a PDF form, or I can now email, um, excuse me, copy and email to myself from the copier a PDF form of a document. And I could go to PDF Candy and then work with it through there. Check that out. If you work with the PDFs, this is for you. Tech Treat for the Week.
I know I talked about a lot of things in this podcast, so I wanted to try and tie it together maybe a little bit. I hope I don't further confuse or, or, or wonder about too much more. So I think my students and most students need to be shown how to reflect and develop goals. We often say, okay, you need to have goals, and then that's it. At least that's the way it was for me, and I think as a teacher I did that quite a bit. Even though I would try to help them, I didn't really give them any concrete ways to do it. So giving them acronyms like ADDIE and SMART, those are the ones I chose. Maybe you choose something else. But I know if they have something like that, and I know that if I give them freedom to control their learning, so they could use one, both of those or just one of them, that they'll have a meaningful learning experience. I chose Google Slides and Drawing as choices because I know the visual aspect that those two visual features, visual possibilities those two provide uh, also can create a meaningful learning experience. So I facilitated learning, but I also drove learning by modeling the use of frameworks and technology. In most cases, I think as with most things in life, there's got to be a balance. We can't just have a classroom be student-driven all the time only. Now, there's, there's instances where the teacher's driving things and controlling has to be. Students don't have the knowledge yet. They have some knowledge. They have energy. We have the knowledge. Teachers can drive and facilitate classrooms to enhance learning. They can find that balance between driving and facilitating. And it requires a focus on the factors of the student's needs and characteristics of meaningful learning. So I chose Addy and SMART acronyms for the students to give them something to hang on to and freedom to develop with within those parameters, freedom to do to communicate the what they developed within Google Slides and drawings. I think the project I used did this that it considered student needs and characteristics of meaningful learning. And it could be a great springboard for something that would work in your classroom. What do your kids need? You know. How is meaningful learning, how does that happen? Check out an, any number of blog posts, blog posts or articles research on the subject, there's plenty on that. And I know most of us probably already have an idea of what that is because we were trained. I think probably the biggest thing for me out of this for you is like the digital native assumption that we all have with our students when it comes to tech. Don't assume as well that they know how to make a goal. How to, how, and that it will be meaningful. That because we say it doesn't always mean that it's all that meaningful. Or that it will stick with them. It might be meaningful at the time. So their needs, they need to have something they can hold on to, to grasp to, to refer to. And then they need to be given freedom to make that their own. Maybe that'll help out. Maybe that's will work in your class. I don't know. Be patient, though. Don't try to rush it. Nothing. It's just as in your teaching of your content. If a student's struggling with that, be just be just as patient with your use of of technology as you are with the student struggling with a piece of content. 
Have a good week. This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. Perfect.